Hello world, and welcome to We Live on a Planet. I am your host, Patrick. This is episode 491 in the works. We're labeling this one, What's Expensive? It's Friday, June 11th, 2021. And it has been a nice week here in central New York. Hopefully it's been a nice week where you've been. We've had some good temperatures. Currently, 61 degrees in Oswego, New York, with the feels like 61. Highs are going to be about 75 degrees Fahrenheit. We had a little bit of a cool down. I'll take the 75. Winds are out of the east, 4 miles per hour. 491 in the works. We got quite a few under our belt. Speaking of episodes under the belt, hopefully you were able to listen to my interview with Jeff Sharkey and enjoyed that. That was out Wednesday. Right now you're listening to a little bit of my creation, Garage Band, something different. I was learning, experimenting, trying to learn something new every day, trying to put a little different sound into each episode. And so that's what this was. When we come back, we're going to start off the show with how we normally do with a quote, and then I want to fill you in how my week went. So stick around. Get comfortable and relax and enjoy. We'll be right back. We are tuned back in. Thank you for tuning back in. And like I said, thank you for tuning in to my interview Wednesday with Jeff Sharkey. You were able to catch that. That was a really enjoyable interview, and I enjoyed my time with him. All right, here's our quote. This is, <clears throat> excuse me, an unknown author. I could take credit for it, but that's not my style. Anything that costs your peace, anything that costs you your peace is too expensive. Learn to let go. Anything that costs you your peace is too expensive. Learn to let it go. Ajahn Brahm, a monk that I like, he says it's like a stick. It's only heavy if you hold it. And once you put down the stick, it's not heavy anymore. But often we pick that stick back up and carry that burden and wonder why we have it. Every once in a while, we got to remember, check to see if we're carrying a stick, and if we are, put it down. Let it go so it's not so heavy. All right. That was deep, right? Okay. It wasn't that deep. All right. So how, how was my PBS shoot at Aqua Spa Float and Wellness Center right on... First Street here in Oswego, New York, 120. Actually, East First Street, I believe, is the address. Fantastic. That's how it went. It was so fun. Terry and Tammy, the owners, are great people. Just fun to be around. Their staff is fun to be around. They feel like family. You feel like family when you're there. It was a very small, select few of us that were invited for total my me 
my wife and two other people and uh, the owners with PBS. And they did a video shoot and did a testimonial with my wife and I. They asked my wife some questions. And then they did a little mon montage where they asked me questions. Then they talked to the owners. They talked to the other two individuals that were there. It was funny. They, um, the PBS producer said, okay, so after I'm done interviewing you guys, I want to get you guys some video of you floating. And we float naked at Aqua Spa. That's one of the ways they suggest you do it. Salt doesn't build up on your bathing suit or anything like that. And so we were not, we didn't bring our bathing suits. And so we both just looked at each other and we're like, how is this going to work out? So we said to the producer, we said, well, we have our skivvies. And she just kind of smiled. And we live right down the road from Aqua Spa. So while they were shooting another um, modality at Aqua Spa, we just jumped in the car, ran down, and grabbed our bathing suits. So it was cool. We got video of us like walking up to the float tank and then us getting into the float tank and then us floating. Then after that was all done, we were we got out and we didn't float. We just did it like a mock float. And we got out and showered off because you have to shower all the salt off your body even if you're only in there for a brief second. So we get all suited up and we come out and we think we're done and we come up to Tammy, the owner, and we tell her thank you so much and this and that. And she, her photographer, who Aqua Spa has hired, was standing right there. And she said, now, did you get a picture of Kimberly and Patrick floating and a bunch of them getting in the tank and this and this and that? And I want photos of them doing some yoga positions or stretching and this. And she's like, no, I didn't get it. And we were just got out of the shower and just suited up and I could see it in Tammy's face. She was like, oh. I almost said to my wife right then, let's just get back in the tank. And my wife almost said, let's just get back in the tank. And we didn't. We got home. We looked at one another and we're like, we should have just got offered to get back in the tank for them so they could get a couple photos. So we contacted them right back up and said, hey, would you like us to come back down and so your photographer can get us some photos or get photos of us floating. And they're like, if that's not a problem, that would be great. And we're like, no, that's not a problem at all. So we went down there and got photos and then more to came. And I'll let you know about that when we come back. See, that's called a cliffhanger. We'll be right back. So we get back. We get into the tank, we get our photo shoot, and it was fun. And then Tammy said, after your shoot, just go ahead and float. Take a float on us. And we're like, fantastic. Well, we would definitely like to float. And she goes, how long do you want to float, 60 minutes or 90 minutes? And obviously, since we're she's offering, we're not going to be like, oh, we'll take the 90. We're like, 60 minutes is perfect. Thank you. You don't have to do that. This was been... A fantastic experience for us we've already enjoyed it i forgot to tell you they put us in the massage chairs while we were waiting for um our time to shoot so 
We also got hooked up to the oxygen bar on all courtesy of Aqua Spa that day. So that was really nice. They hooked us up with uh, Live Bars. It's a type of treat. I don't know exactly how to spell it, but not L-I-V-E. They spell it different. I believe um, there's no E in it. But they're all like Nutri-Grain health bars and stuff. So we did our float, but the, the weird part about it is they set a timer. And once your 60 minutes is up, the lights come back on, and there's a gentle voice that says, Welcome back. And, uh, well, it doesn't say welcome. I, I was just thinking of, yeah, I was thinking of that. <laughs> it doesn't say that, but it's like, Welcome back to, ba -ba 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 -ba, and it wakes you up gently in case you have fallen asleep or if you're in a deep meditative state, which usually tends to happen to me. And that didn't go off and we're laying there for a while. My wife, I could tell was sleeping next to me. She had just fallen asleep. And um, so I, I'm I sit up in the tank and it's pitch dark. I mean, pitch dark. And there's three buttons on the lower wall. One will turn on the music one will turn on the lights, and one will turn on the uh, the twinkle sound, or the twinkle lights, I guess. And I'm reaching for each of these through the tank slowly, whilst navigating in pitch darkness, trying to find this. And I finally find the light, and I turn it on, and my wife sits up, you know, after, you know, it kind of startles her. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, We've been in here longer than 60 minutes. I know we have been. And she's like, you sure? I don't think so. And I'm like, yeah, you fell asleep. And she's like, oh. So we get out, we shower, and we get out, and one of the wellness ambassadors, Andrew, is standing there. And I go, Andrew, we were in there a lot longer than 60 minutes. Honey goes, oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, what happened? And he's like, oh, it was just miscommunication, and the timer didn't get set for you guys. And so... I have no clue how long we were in there, but it was longer than 60 minutes. It was probably closer to 90 minutes. But there, it's, it's so enjoyable. Every float is different. I've said that before. And it was, a, it was just fun. That photo sh or the video shoot and testimonial and all that stuff we did for PBS will be airing like in eight to 10 weeks. So they've got a lot of stuff to do in production and yada, yada, all that stuff that goes in on the back end. So my last pool dive was Wednesday, and that was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It was so much fun. Yeah, that deserves applause. And my next step is getting into open water, which will be the St. Lawrence River. And that's just outside of Watertown. So it's, it's I think it's going to be about almost two hours from me. Not quite. But uh, I was able to put my gloves on and practice my skill sets with my gloves to check the dexterity. And everything was fine. Um, except for one time connecting my uh, BCD hose to my BCD underwater. Um, it's like a clamp that 
you pull back and it unclamps and then you pull the clamp back again to push it in and then you got to click it pretty hard and not having gloves or having gloves on made it a little difficult but I'm glad I was able to practice that skill set so I'm done with that and past that part so on with the water and I can't wait it will be fun stick around when we come back we got more to talk about we'll be right back And just like that, we are back. I miss my buddy already, big time. He, him and his family left the other day. And, uh, excuse me. I'm back. I had to cough real quick. I should have done that right before I came on the air. So my buddy left, and uh, I miss him already. But it was nice. I was able to go out and visit them one last time. They had an Airbnb out in Fairhaven, right on the lake shores of beautiful Lake Ontario. And the sunsets there were just gorgeous. I live in a place that's gorgeous. I think it was in 1996. If I'm not mistaken, it was top two or top three sunsets in the world rated by the Guinness Book of World Records. But we had a big fire because he had an awful lot of wood that he needed to burn. And there's nothing better than a big fire late at night on a nice, nice evening. And that's what we did and just chatted and talked and got to catch up and then gave each other a really long hug goodbye. And then I had to crawl home driving, not crawl, but when I was driving, just drive so slow because I'm in deer country. I'm in New York country, not city New York there's a big difference there's about a five and a half hour difference between me and um, the big city and where I live it's deer country and the back country roads are are not street lit so I saw four deer on my way home and did not want to hit one of them with my car has been through enough speaking of car my check engine light came out on my car my car has just 39,000 miles on it so the three-year 36,000 mile warranty is out of out of warranty of course and the check engine light comes on and I'm hoping maybe just it's an O2 sensor that got popped maybe the gas cap didn't get completely screwed down tight something very minor I bring it into um, one of our local auto places where they hook it up hook it up to the computer diagnostic for free for you give you the code so you know what's wrong with it you plug it in they have no idea what the code is they had never seen the code and I'm like great that is not a good that's not good and uh, so they ended up finding it out googling what the what it was they said it was a dealer code and it had something to do with my radiator motor there's little louvers on the bottom of your radiator that open and close and the motor or the actuator was showing that it was open and so at least it wasn't closed but it was showing that it was open so i make an appointment bring it into my local nissan dealer a place where i've bought three cars from three nissans i've owned a total of four because my very first brand new car i bought back in 1991 was a nissan Sentra E four speed crank them up windows no no radio no nothing eight thousand some odd dollars brand new I think is what I paid for it 
but I bring my car in and the very first thing they do is they go, we have to plug it into our computer. That's $120, $120 just for the technician to take one minute for, I know they have to diagnose it. I know they have to, they can't just go off my word. That's like going to the doctor's office and saying, oh, I went to another doctor and he said this. And then the doctor, the other doctor instantly starts treating you. He's not going to do that. He or she, they're going to want to do their own routines and their follow-up. So I understand, but I don't understand why they have to charge me $120 to do that. Put that in as part of when you go to visit them, they plug it in, find out what's wrong, and then they go to fix it. They probably don't do that is because what people do is they'll have it plugged in, get it diagnosed, and then say thanks and bring it to their local mechanic and say, well, the dealership said it was this. Can you fix it? Because it's going to be $50 cheaper or something. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of frustrating. So $500, a little over $500 later, the car has been fixed, but I was, needless to say, not too happy. But I do live in that that were you can't get what you don't ask for. So I said to the service manager, you know, I'm like, obviously you can't rewrite this back because it's against the law. You know, it's going to pop something in case you get audited by Nissan. They know how many miles are on the car. But I'm not happy about something that I feel, a car that only has just under 40,000 miles on it and feels brand new to me, even though it's not brand new, needs to have this motor replaced already which was the part itself was over two hundred dollars and then you throw in the labor and uh he gave me a suggestion and i'll tell you what that is right when we come back welcome back all right so the manager suggested or service writer i don't even know if he was a manager He's like, you know, if you go through into your owner's manual, there's a 1-800 number that you can call and talk to Nissan and see if they can do anything about it. And like I said, you can't get what you don't ask for. So I said, sure. It's going to just, what's it going to cost me? My time. So I called and I talked to a really friendly person over at Nissan and explained my situation and they're looking into it today, and I should be expecting a call back from Nissan today. And they might, they have to call the dealership make, and find out from the dealership, you know, was there damage? Is it something that this customer caused? Because I was kind of frustrated at first with the manager. You know, I was really showing my frustration. And at the end of it, I said to him, I go, look, listen, I go, I know it's not you, but if it was brakes, a wearable item like I caused because I'm excessive on my brakes or tires or something that I caused. I understand it, but for something out of no fault of mine to just fail with less than 40,000 miles on it doesn't make me feel too confident about Nissan. And he said, well, this isn't all cars. It started out in Daimler Chrysler almost four years ago, four or five years ago, these actuator louver things, and all cars have them now. And uh, I said, okay, well, I, like I said, I, my frustration isn't towards you. My frustration is just that here's a $500-plus bill on a car 
And he's like, nope, I get it. I totally understand. I get yelled at all the time. When you're getting yelled at because you're, somebody's brakes are war or their tires, that's one thing. He goes, but I understand your frustration because it's something that you didn't cause. And um, it just failed. So, yeah, speaking of not failing, like I said, I was able to pass my dive class. And I'm really looking forward and speaking of not failing and doing something great, my nephew graduated yesterday. Oh, I was looking for an applause, but we know we roll. Yeah, he graduated yesterday, and I'm super proud of him. And I'm hoping for this summer to get to dive with him together with his dad, my brother-in-law, my wife's little brother, who's going to be my dive buddy. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm happy to today. I'm celebrating 18 years of knowing my wife. We met together and went out on our first date on June 11th, 18 years ago. We will be married 13 years in August, 13 years this August. And uh, that will be great, August 16th. I, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm not sure, but there's an awful lot to do lately here in the city of Oswego because they have kayaks for rent. Now the city is running kayaks for $8 an hour. They're running these trike bikes, three-wheel bikes, so one, one wheel in the front, two in the back with a basket for $8 an hour. Those old-school-looking bikes, but they're, they're cool as heck. They also have putt-putt golf right here in the city that's only two dollars for nine holes and um the reason why i know all about those is my wife and i checked all of those modalities <laughs> that are here that are offered here in our town the other evening and it was really nice and it was all of a sudden we were uh my wife goes let's take a walk down towards Brightbeck park which is a really pretty park right on the lake over on the east or west side of the city. I'm on the east. This is over on the west. So we're taking a walk, and we see people on kayaks, and it's just the inner break wall area is like glass. And we go, hey, you know, they're renting kayaks now. Let's take a walk down. So we walk down and come to find out they their kayaks were all being rented out, but it worked out perfect because we weren't rented, ready to kayak. We had no water. No sunscreen, no nothing, no food in our belly, and we were ready to just dive in and do it. So we said, when are they supposed to be back? She said, about an hour, hour and a half. So we decided to go home, put some fuel in our belly, and then go back out. And we left just in time to come back, and the kayaks were coming back, and we took them out for an hour right in the inner harbor. And it was really nice to do that and uh, we're lucky we have all those cool things right here in the city of Oswego all right stick around when we come back we got more to talk about we'll be right back welcome back so yeah we did that came home got all dried off because our butts were all wet and everything like that and um it's evening time and we decided uh go down and try the putt-putt and did nine holes of that. 
and it's not a high line putt putt golf or anything but for two bucks it was a lot of enjoyment a lot of laughs fun to spend it with my friend my wife and uh it was groovy it was fun lots of fun definitely going to take the bikes out ride those around and take the kayaks out again this time take them out longer than an hour so we can go out and not just paddle out and turn around and paddle back but go out and paddle enjoy the scenery a little bit it was neat looking at bright back from the water we've walked bright back for years but to see it from the water was cool i've seen it from the water but my wife has never seen it from the water all right let's learn something let's quit rambling we're over at the history channel history.com this day in history june 11th besides it being the day i met my wife 18 years ago the university of alabama is desegregated in 1963 june 11th june 11th 63 we've come some ways but made so many steps back to Here's one, Great Britain, 1509, King Henry the five, six, seven, eighth. King Henry the Eighth marries his first wife, Catherine of Agronon. World War II, 1944, D-Day landing forces coverage. Uh, 1979, actor the Duke. John Wayne, the Duke, dies. John Wayne. They called him the Duke. My dad did anyways. I can remember that. He died at the age of 72 after battling cancer for more than a decade. Vietnam War, 1963. Buddhist emoliates himself in protest. I think that means sets himself on fire. Wow. Why would you do that? It would be so hot flames would make me angry exploration 1788 russian explorer ismov ismov arrives at yucatan bay alaska eight or 1788 wow i can't even imagine traveling walking to syracuse oswego to syracuse which is a 45 minute drive and just like deer skins and fur and all that and that's how they did it that's how he did it art literature and film history 1949 hank williams senior my dad loves him makes his grand old opry debut and i can remember watching the grand old opry growing up more than once with my dad art literature film history 1982 where were you in 1982 i know i was a 12 year old boy watching et the exorcist extraterrestrial not et the extra testicle <laughs> et the extraterrestrial 1982 34 year old director steven spielberg he was only 34 wow et phone home and then the other female was elliot <laughs> still can't get over that i said there probably is a movie out there called et the extra testicle but i don't think it would be found in the pg-13 section 
Okay, sports. <laughs> Moving on. 1955. Race car at Le Mans crashes into spectators, killing 82. How terrible. Just terrible. We were just talking about race car drivers and had that interview with Jeff Sharkey and just how dangerous racing can be. Um, and I think that just about wraps it up in this day of history. There's a lot more that you could learn on this day of history, though, just by traveling over to thehistorychannels.com and getting that wrinkle on your brain. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm gone. Out of here. I was wondering what we were going to do next, if we were going to head on over to the facts site if we were going to wrap this up let's head on over to the factsite.com and see if there is anything that we can learn if it's nothing really good we'll just kind of uh not do it but you don't know until you try right you got to try it first that's the way my dad taught me you have to at least try it first you never know unless you try a brief history of wikipedia this is by becca marsh published June 9th, 2021. Did you know that Wikipedia is the fifth largest website on the internet to receive over 6 million monthly visitors? I'm trying to keep paying attention to you as a huge spider just came crawling right in front of me into the studio's and went God knows where. Uh, good thing I'm not afraid of spiders. Otherwise, this podcast would be over right now. So he's gone someplace, and I have no idea where he went. And he was pretty big. He was about the size of my thumbnail. All right, what was I saying? Did, <laughs> did you know that Wikipedia is the fifth largest website on the Internet? The website receives over 6 billion monthly views. Visitors, excuse me. Wikipedia was initially designed to be a part of Nepedia. Nepedia? Never even heard of Nepedia. Initially, a wiki, Wikipedia was just called Wiki. That's what most people still call it, which was designed in 1995 as a platform to enhance Nupedia. Nupedia was already a free online encyclopedia with the concept of using high-quality volunteers to contribute to the platform. Unfortunately, this method was prolonged with only 12 articles being completed in the first year. Well, there he is. He's back. He's on the wall, and he's big, and he's away from me right now. So just as long as he stays away, he'll be fine. All right, what else do we have? The first edit on Wikipedia was the test article called Hello World. In an interview in 2008 with Wales, he stated the first ever article published in the mid-1990s on Wikipedia was written by himself. And that was 1993. Ricky Gates created the concept for the Interpedia, which he proposed to Unicet News Group, 1993. (laughs) 
Wikipedia is available in hundreds and hundreds of languages, 285 languages. And I am scrolling, but that is, that's, that's it. <laughs> There's, it's kind of boring. There was nothing on this, uh, the fact site, really. I tried. And um, do we have, do we, no, we, I know we do. I know we have it. Where is it? It doesn't matter. Oh, right here we go. <laughs> I was looking for my fail. That was fun. I hope you had fun today and enjoyed your time. It was fun to, for me. I know I always enjoy whenever you stop over to visit and check out We Live on a Planet. As always, do your best. Stay curious, not judgmental, the best you can. And if you could, tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. That's one of the ways it always gains wheels. Head on over to my website, WLOAP.com. From there, you can leave me a little voice message. If you're using the Anchor app, you know how to do that. If you don't want to do any of those, but you just want to pick up the phone and call me, call me at 315-326-1882. That's 315-326-1882. Do your best to stay curious, not judgmental today, the best you can. And I'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you again for your time. Peace.